Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, are we heading for a housing recession? Are we there? Home construction is falling and prices are at their worst since the 1980s. But are all of these signs pointing towards another hand-wringing great recession like the one we saw in 2008? Maybe not. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, when we look at all things relating uh, to home construction. Uh, you got to go beyond just the headlines and what's happening there. And to help us dig in just a little bit better, Kevin Erdman's a senior affiliated scholar at the Mercatus Center at George Mason University, uh, regularly weighs in on this topic and joins us on the line. And Kevin, uh, you were quoted in a, in a great piece in Reason uh, talking about where we actually are in all of this. So give us a, just a, a little perspective to begin with of where are we as it relates to the housing market right now? Um, yeah, yeah, and thanks for having me on today, by the way. Um, yeah, I think we're sort of in, you know, a very unique situation um, because we have, you know, inflation and the Fed trying to pull that back and wondering, you know, we're all wondering if a recession is down the line. But at the same time, um, the main problem in the housing market has been not having enough supply, you know, whether it's lumber or appliances or, you know, whatever is sort of coming up to works today. Uh has been making it hard for builders to just build sort of a normal number of homes that that have been sold and that people are just waiting to move into. Um, so we have this weird situation where we're sort of re, uh, we're sort of overheated and wondering about a recession at the same time. And so it definitely makes it hard to know sort of what to expect. Yeah, it is. I'm going to go back to something you raised there uh, and just give us kind of some perspective as it relates to the supply chain issues and whether that's lumber or whether it's uh, ovens and refrigerators and other, uh, you know, appliance kinds of things. What are we still seeing as it relates to the supply chain issues and how is that impacting everything? Yeah, I do think that's still the binding constraint here. I I think Mm. builders... Um, builders are still taking too long to get homes finished. They're nervous about that. And so really up until the last couple months, uh, they were there, there was sort of a, a deal between potential buyers and home builders that, you know, there were more people that wanted to buy new homes than the builders were able to accommodate because of these supply issues. And so, they, you know, there's sort of an implicit negotiation there of, you know, I you know I don't care that you can't build it today. I I, I want to go ahead and buy this house now and get my sort of you know pull my name out of the hat and be on the list. And the builder in this sort of negotiation of well, it's going to take a couple months longer than than normal. Uh, we're going to have to charge you a little bit more because we don't know how much that's going to cost us because of these issues. And so there's been this sort of weird. You know, the market's been sort of out of equilibrium of sort of uh, some buyers willing to pay that extra price to. To, to get their claim on a home and builders sort of getting a little extra margin for the trouble of that, right? And so I think really what's happened is we've just shifted because of the Fed pulling back, raising rates and pulling back demand. We've sort of shifted so where the buyers are more making that decision of holding off on buying. But I don't think it's slowed down so much that at the end of the day, the builders still aren't, you know, selling any more houses than they're able to, to build, 
Uh, and, you know, definitely eventually we want those supply problems to be the thing that gets solved so they can build more and sales can rise without being inflationary. But I think we're still sort of in that wiggle room area where um, there's still there's still a lot more homes that need to get finished. Right. And there yeah. is um, uh, then, then there's capacity to to complete at this at this point. Yeah, that uh, that wiggle room is is the interesting space, and whether it's a, a wiggle yeah. or a waggle, it's uh, I, those some of those decisions being driven by the by the purchasers uh, and what they're willing to do or what they're willing to wait for uh, or what they're willing to pay extra for in, or, in terms of getting those things done. What are some of the other dynamics out there that you're keeping your eye on? I mean, I think that's that's the main thing. You know, one one of the things that's especially important in oh. twenty years and sort of become a center. Oh, can you hear me? Oh, I lost you uh, for just a second there, Kevin. Go ahead oh, and just oh, pick. I'm back. Pick, okay, go, ahead, so. go ahead and pick up. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you know, housing really has become a center piece of the of the business cycle, and it's because we really have entered this sort of period of always being short and it's mostly because of California and and the you know coastal northeast and so what's happened in a place like Utah is um, the when the economy when the economy grows or slows down the one of the big things that happens is how many people are moving there from California, right? And, right. and the irony is the better we're doing, the more people get priced out of California. The, it actually creates stress there because they've sort of created this limit of how good things can be because they don't build enough houses. And so in a place like Utah, you get this extra cyclical problem of too many people moving in. And, and really what happened in 2008 was there were too many people moving into places like Utah, and then suddenly they stopped. And then suddenly all these Western states had this big economic collapse. But I really point to like stopping that that migration too much for sort of I blame that for all the calamity that happened. And I think that's the danger going forward is that we recognize that, um, you know, there are these sort of growing pains and, and there's this central problem we need to solve to get California to start building more homes and to stop this process from happening so much. But we don't want to slow this down so much that Utah ends up with a lack of people wanting to live there, you know, a, a sort of a quick change to the downside that's that so quick that we end up having unemployed workers sitting around. Um, and so I think that's the balance we have to sort of find is to sort of not let this problem keep pushing us out of, you know, out of sorts in all these Western states, but also not overreact to it so much that we end up back in 2008 again. Yeah. Uh, great insight. Kevin Erdman's a senior affiliated scholar at the Mercatus Center at George Mason University. Kevin, thanks for joining us today. Great insight. Yeah, thank you. All right. Uh, some good stuff there from Kevin Erdman, again, uh, George Mason University, Mercatus Center, and, and just getting that right balance as it comes to the, the housing market. Uh, we've obviously talked a lot about that over the course of the last year, uh, all the different dynamics as it relates to the pandemic and supply chain. Uh, and now looking at how do we get that right equilibrium, that right balance. Uh, it is a, a crucial one to make sure we get right. Uh, so that we can keep uh, growth going in a responsible and meaningful way uh, while not creating uh, something that kind of pulls the rug out from the economy and everything else in the process. Lots to think about when it comes to the housing market here in the state of Utah.
Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio.